you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone, and cheers. I feel like I can say that since this episode I am recording in 2022. Welcome to the new year. And welcome back for part two of this series on planning a more sustainable and ambitious year. As I shared in the last episode, I'd like to invite you to join me for this four-week series to do some planning for more sustainable ambition in this new year. The goal, to build your life plus work resilience RX or prescription. So I was thinking about this again today before I was prepared to record this episode, and I really feel like this is an interesting approach to the new year. We often set goals or set resolutions for a new year, but how often do we actually think about the structures we need to put in place to support us on the journey of working towards those ambitions? So we set goals and we kind of set these ambitions out there, but I know for myself, I don't, I haven't always in the past really thought about okay, those are my ambitions for the year, but what do I, what structures do I need to put in place to really help me and support me in reaching those ambitions? And how am I going to really sustain myself and support myself to reach those ambitions this year and really do it in a way that is going to be sustainable? And so, you know, think about it with this analogy in mind. Imagine if you wanted to take a trek and wanted to go climb a mountain and it was going to be a multi-day journey to do this. You wouldn't just set off without doing some planning first. And you would likely determine what resources you needed to take with you, including nourishment that you need along the way. And you'd plan when you were going to take breaks and pauses and what things you were going to need to to take with yourself to sustain yourself over this trek and to reach this goal of climbing this mountain. And so this is similar when you think about it, when I think about sustainable ambition planning and planning for a year and doing it thoughtfully, thinking about what are my ambitions and how am I going to sustain myself to really achieve those ambitions? And the other part of this, and I shared this in the last episode, and I know I probably beat this drum uh, a bit <laughs> in my conversations with you, but again, I my belief is really that we can't expect work-life balance to magically manifest. And I think that's often what happens when one talks about work-life balance is that I think we often think that work should be providing that for us or that, you know, somehow our lives should just magically kind of create this balance. And yet 
it's often just an unrealistic expectation. And I think that's because our world is so dynamic and it's so demanding. And it's not just work that's demanding a lot of us. There are a lot of things that demand our attention. And it's often both our work and our personal lives that demand that attention. And for those of us that are ambitious, we often put a lot on our plate. And so how do we think about creating some sustainability for ourselves when there is a lot that we might be trying to do and when the world around us is so dynamic and demanding. And that's why I champion building this idea of life plus work resilience instead. So my intention with this approach is really to help us all foster the ability to dance in our dynamic and demanding world, learning how to both stretch and sustain ourselves. And again, by doing that, by defining our personal life plus work resilience prescription, and then creating a plan and practicing it and progressing over time. So I'm going to talk about resilience a little bit more in just a little bit, but if you want to hear more background about this overall series, I'll point you back to episode number 42, the first in the series. I won't go through all the background again here for those who may have listened to that episode, but if you're dropping in for the second in the series, you may want to go back and start there. And then just a reminder, as I previewed at the end of last year and in the first episode, that this coincides with the launch of the Sustainable Ambition 12-Month Workbook Plus Planner, Your Life Plus Work Resilience Rx. Again, what we do here doesn't require you to get the planner, but if you'd like, if you want to have some place to kind of capture all these notes for yourself and to have the quarterly tracking and what have you, uh, you can find more details at sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. Otherwise, you can follow along here and use your own notebook or journal or a Google Doc or Word Doc to capture notes, whatever, really, whatever works best for you. All right. Last week in the first episode in the city, series rather, not in the city, although I am in a city, the first episode in the series, we spent time setting your ambitions for 2022. What is your stretch? What are you striving for? What are your next 12-month ambitions? This week, we're going to talk about your sustainable, your life plus work resilience RX. So what we're going to explore what would make your life plus work sustainable, and we're going to help you define your personal life plus work resilience prescription. Now, I talked about how demanding our world can be and dynamic, and I really want to emphasize, you know, one of the things that's really important to me around sustainable ambition is that this is a no-judgment zone. My belief is, and I'm learning this over time as I continue to do this work and as I work with different people, but we are not all wired the same. I think there are different sustainable ambition archetypes. And I think that we need to not judge other people for how they approach their lives and their work, their life plus work. And that's really important to me here. So when I talk about this, I, I really hope that it, what comes through is that this approach should be supportive for whatever choices you want to make for your life. And so I was also going to just share that, you know, it's easy to fall into life and work running us versus us running our life and work. And I think this is why I'm bringing up this kind of no judgment zone. Like 
don't be too hard on yourself if that's the case. I think that, and I shared in the first episode, this idea of sustainable ambition, it's aspirational. It's a tough thing to kind of these, how do we balance, I'm using that term, but it's like, how do we really navigate these two opposing forces of really wanting to stretch ourselves and to strive and yet wanting to sustain ourselves as well? And that's not necessarily easy to do. But I, the point of all of this is really to how do we start to take back some control over our life post work and make it more sustainable? So I guess my key points here are really like, first off, I just don't want you to feel bad if you're feeling like your life and work are running you. And my hope is that you start to feel um, that this process or approach can help you feel more empowered to start to make choices for yourself where you can start to take back some control and start to make it a bit more sustainable. And I, I think that this starts with tuning into ourselves and starting to know ourselves a little bit better. And again, that's why this is a workbook, part of the work that I do in the book and part of what I'm sharing in the series here. It's a workbook, not just a planner. There's prompts to help us get to know ourselves better, to tune into ourselves and to start to learn a little bit more about who we are and how we operate. And again, the reason I'm doing this as well is because I don't think this is a natural thing for that all of us do. I, it's not uncommon to talk to people and have them just broadly around like life plus work to kind of have them experience like I don't, I'm not really in tune with myself, right? It's it's not uncommon for us to kind of catch ourselves with life again, kind of taking us um, on a current, if you will, and so. It, it's important to carve out space and start to tune into yourself and start to know yourself better. And as Aristotle said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. So in this episode, in terms of tuning into ourselves, we're going to look at what do you value? How do you best operate? What do you need to sustain yourself to keep you operating at your best each day? So those are kind of some themes. And then, as I noted earlier, I just want to share a few words on why I focus on building resilience. And I think it's because there's several reasons that I'm going to share, but part of it is because our required effort to support what we want to do in our lives is likely to ebb and flow over time. And that's why I think it's important that we build resilience to sustain ourselves over time, especially for those of us who are ambitious. So again, let me go back to my analogy. Imagine if you're doing this trek and you know that you have um, a really long sustained climb that's going to come up and you're, you have some period that's going to be in the flats and you decide maybe, hey, I'm going to fuel up. I'm going to, you know, lo- slow my pace a little bit. So I make sure that I have energy for that time when I have to do that big climb. Or maybe you orient your pace and when you're going to camp for the night so that you wake up refreshed and you're going to do that climb from the start. So there are times when we have to think about how do we actually plan for and make sure that we have the resources we need to take on what we have in front of us. So how do I think about resilience? So resilience is about doing those things that keep you operating at your best. They are those things that keep you sustained, that allow you to manage demanding or challenging times or difficulties and bounce back. And I think that building up resilience requires that we make time for sustaining activities that really fill up our resilience stores. 
And that's why I have you focus on values-driven activities first. And then I prompt you to think about sustaining activities and taking pauses and breaks for recovery. And then part of this work is also, as I've mentioned, about putting us back in control and making choices on where we want to put our attention and where we will focus our time. So essentially making time, not finding time for those things that are important to us. And that's why as part of the prescription, you'll be setting boundaries. What are you going to say yes to? And what are you going to say no to? And also I have you explore what you will give yourself grace around. Where will you allow yourself to be bad at things? So you may have ambitions around certain areas of your life. And I talked about in the last episode, you know, where do you want to be good, very good, or the best? But where are those areas you don't need to strive? Where can you let yourself off the hook? And where can you be really intentional about that to create space and allow yourself to put your attention where you think it's most important to put your attention? And then a final important component around resilience are structures and support that will help you make it all a bit more sustainable. And I think that's important to look at both at work and at home. So I put all this into a fun prescription formula that has these terms like my treatment, what are contraindications, what do you want to take it with and how frequently, what's your refill and what's your extra strength. (laughs) And, you know, if you prefer, use them as a guide, but make sure you have sustaining activities, make sure you're making choices around what you want to say yes to and no to, what things you're going to allow yourself to be bad at or give yourself grace around, and also ask for support. Ask for those structures that are important to support you in reaching your ambitions and making it all a bit more sustainable. So a few final points before I get into the prompts for today is, and you've probably heard this and what I've described is that what I've been learning in this work is that when it comes to finding a cure for busyness or making things more sustainable, there is no one size fits all approach. It ne- it really needs to be self-defined. We are not all wired the same. What rejuvenates me is not gonna be the same thing that will rejuvenate you. So I might say that, yes, I believe that part of this prescription should be sustaining activities, but what, again, what might fall into that camp for me may not be the same as for others. So you need to determine what works for you, and that's why I'm having you write your own Life Plus Work Resilience Rx. It's not my formula. It really should be yours. And then one other caveat is just don't be surprised if you learn that the prescription may need to change over time. It's not static. The circumstances might change. You know, what you may need today might be different tomorrow. You may evolve over time, over the years, or you might have a challenging situation where you might need to think about different support for yourself. So just just realize that. But at the end of today and at, at the end of this work that you'll do with this episode, you'll have a starting point. Uh, for your Life Plus Work Resilience prescription to practice with this year. So today, let's start with gaining some insights about what you know about yourself now and how you operate at your best. And the first place I want you to look is at values. So what do you value in your life? And I'm going to share some background, but what I'd love for you to do is start with creating a table 
where you, the top of the table is going to say, you're going to write your value in the left-hand column, that first column. And then the next thing you're going to capture is, I am someone who appreciates. And then you're going to add what this value looks like in my life is. So that's the third column. And then the fourth column of this table is going to say, this is important to me because. Okay, so that's going to be the structure that you're going to start with and, and that I'm going to talk about here. But values are really the elements that are core to you, that are really kind of your cornerstones. They reflect what is important to you or what drives and motivates you. So again, what I want you to do here is start by articulating a value that you hold and then probe deeper on answering the prompts that I shared. And I'm going to repeat them for you. And I will give you an example as well. And I think that with values, better understanding what you value will really help you prioritize what you need in your life plus work to feel fulfilled and energized and to keep you sustained. So doing activities related to your values and really making sure that you're building those into your days, weeks, months, year will really help build your resilience and will help build your overall and contribute to your overall fulfillment, satisfaction, and feeling energized. So start by identifying three to five core values that you have in your life. And in the show notes, I will capture um, some articles that I have from the website, as well as a reference to some values uh, that you can look to as reference if you're kind of struggling with what, what would it be a value for me? And again, I'm going to give you an example and take you through these prompts again. So Let's take as an example, the first value of growth and learning. And if I were to answer the prompts, the first one again is, I am someone who appreciates. So around growth and learning, an example of that would be, I am someone who appreciates always being on a growth curve and learning new concepts I can apply to my life and work. The next prompt is what this value looks like in my life is taking classes, reading fiction and nonfiction, listening to webinars, attending talks, and going to museums. And then the final prompt is this is important to me because I want to better myself and I get a lot of personal satisfaction and joy from learning. So understanding what that motivation is. So this kind of guides me in starting to think about, okay, this is a value that's really important to me personally for me, because again, this is like somebody else might have growth and learning as a value, but what that value looks like in their life might look different. It might not look like taking classes or reading books. It could just look different for them in terms of how it manifests. But in terms of starting to then think about how this comes into my prescription might be in my year, oh, what classes am I, I going to take? I, I want to um, make sure that I put on my calendar for this year a couple of deeper training sessions that I'm going to take, or what are my top reading books that I really want to dig into to kind of learn in particular areas, or you know, I'm going to go ahead and renew my masterclass subscription because I want to have access to that. And just to be able to, uh, you know, reference that or get some inspiration at any time throughout the year is going to be important to me. Or, you know, I'm going to go ahead and renew my museum subscriptions or memberships as well, because I want to make sure that I have access to what I can go see at the museums as well. So that's how you can start to use these to inform 
those sustaining activities that you're going to bring into your year and, and build into your prescription. So let me give you one other example here. So the second example, a value could be around having community or being in community. And someone might answer this by saying, I am someone who appreciates having a community to connect with so I don't feel lonely and having a community that really inspires me. And what this value looks like in my life is connecting with close friends and being in community with creative entrepreneurs. And this is important to me because I know that connection is important for me to be healthy and really, it's important to me because I want to be inspired and want to be surrounded by people who are doing similar work to me and that can share ideas and concepts with me. And so again, with this as an example, one can really think about, okay, if community is really important to me, what am I going to make sure I'm putting into my calendar this coming year or in activities that are related to sustaining activities? making sure I'm carving out time to meet with close friends and connect in that way and building community and maintaining those relationships and friendships. It could be in joining a community that is with creative entrepreneurs and investing in that and prioritizing that in terms of one's time. So again, looking at your top values and doing this exercise can start to inform what are really important activities that can sustain you throughout the year that you want to integrate into your year and into your prescription to help you stay sustained. So that's the first prompt I want you to play with. The second prompt is going to be a bunch of inquiries that are going to then inform your prescription. And I just want to offer these 10 insight inquiries and you can capture notes on them and you know you, you don't have to belabor them too much but you know they probably do take they may take a little bit of thought for yourself you know because and they may be something that you want to come back to potentially over time and kind of just continue to pay attention to and be curious about. And again, like I said, we're going to you're going to have this is going to end with you having a starting point for your prescription, but over the year, you may learn over time about yourself and what's working and not working for you. Or you might have a hypothesis about something and then you're going to learn, oh, that doesn't work for me after all. But let's, let's start here. You got to start somewhere, right? So let's start with these 10 insight inquiries to help you better understand how you tick and best operate. These will really be helpful reference as you write your prescription, but also if you want to just reference back to these over time to inform and kind of continue to capture and hone, how do I really keep myself operating at my best throughout the year? So here are the 10 prompts. So the first is, I get energized when? The second, the corollary to that, is I get drained when? The third I get refueled and recover when. So there, really think about like when when there might be different activities that really refuel and recover you, but I would encourage you to also think about breaks and pauses that help you get refueled and recover. Number four, I really have fun and enjoy when. 
Number five, I know my boundaries have been crossed when. So one thing to think about with boundaries is if you are ever getting frustrated, you know, some people say like when you have a frustration, it's an unarticulated request. Something has crossed your over your values likely, right? Something is not sitting well with you or your boundaries have been crossed in some way. So when I say, I know my boundaries have been crossed when, think about those times when you really get frustrated. (laughs) That's a clue. Okay, something's happening here. My boundaries have been crossed. I may have an unarticulated request here, but regardless, it starts to just help you know, like this doesn't sit well with me. So like, when are those times when your boundaries are getting crossed? Think about those. All right, so... Number six is I do my best work when. Number seven, kind of building on that, I am most in flow when. So when do you lose track of time in doing your work? When do you just lose yourself? I am most in flow when. And think about also this, number eight, I function at my best when the hour is. So is it morning? Is it afternoon? Is it night? Again, we're not all wired the same, even though there might be like clues of, hey, get up early, get going early. You know, not all of us. I'm a night owl for better or worse. I love being up in the morning too. I I work well in the morning as well, but I also really turn on at night. Um, It's not great burning the candle at both ends. So I have to be careful about that and really manage it. But it's really been helpful for me to not ignore my rhythms of how my body functions and how I work. So I function at my best when the hour is, and I think it's important for you to kind of clue into that, just be aware of it. And so that you can structure your time in a way that's really going to be supportive for you. Number nine is I feel supported when And then number 10 is, I feel like my life plus work is sustainable when. Okay, so those are your prompts to kind of get to know yourself better. I should have said at the start, you're probably going to want to listen to these and then pause and really ponder and think. So I won't be surprised if you have to go back and rewind and take your time. I don't imagine that you're going to respond and answer these in the amount of time that I'm, you know, pausing in between. So do take the time to write these down, capture them, take some notes for yourself. And again, keep them open as, an, as a running list. Start with something now so that you end the end this session with your prescription, but keep it open and, and continue to learn about yourself over time. All right, so now we're gonna end with writing your sustainable. What is your life plus work resilience RX? So we're going to take what you just learned to write your own prescription. And this is all around this idea of to operate at my best, I prescribe. So what is my treatment? What are the contraindications? What are you going to take this with in the frequency? How will you refill? And what's your extra strength? Those are the elements or sections of the prescription. So let's start with my treatment. So the first thing is, and I said, I started with values, right? So not surprisingly in my treatment, I'm going to have you start with answering this question. As you think about this coming year and you think about building, making it more sustainable, 
and building your own resilience. When you think about your prescription, I'm going to honor my values doing. So this year, how do you want to honor your values? And what are you going to integrate into your days, weeks, months, or year to really honor your values to help you feel fulfilled and satisfied and to really build your resilience stores? So that's the first like I want you to look back at what you learned about your values, look back at um, thinking about the prompts and inquiries, and as you think about and answer these questions that I'm going to go through. So the first one, again, under my treatment is I'm going to honor my values doing. And again, you're probably going to need to pause, pause the recording, and that's fine. And then you can move on to the next and I will also capture this prescription structure in the show notes if you want to go to the website to reference that. Okay, so under my treatment, the first one was about values. The second is I am going to say yes to. So think about what do you want to say yes to this coming year? So this is a corollary to or the opposite of setting boundaries, which I'm going to also ask you about. So, but what do you want to say yes to? Where do you want to put your attention? You might even go back to your ambitions to think about that. And then I will create these habits to support me working my best. So think about that when you think about your treatment. So it's those three elements. I'm going to honor my values doing, I'm going to say yes to, and I will create these habits to support me working my best. Now the contraindications are things that get in the way, right? So, but these are important to, to, to document so you understand how to set your boundaries. So I am going to say no to. So you in the treatment, you said, this is what I'm going to say yes to. So here I want you to note, I am going to say no to. So think about where your boundaries may have gotten crossed or where you don't want to put your attention this coming year. So you're clear on what you're going to say no to. And then think about, I'm going to eliminate these drainers. So you might have thought in the above inquiries, like this is when I get drained. Okay, so this year to really build your resilience and to help keep you sustained, where do you want to eliminate things that really drain your energy or just are drainers? So that could be activities, it could be things at work, it could be interacting with certain individuals, frankly. So think about that. What are things you want to eliminate, actually take out of your life, take off your list that would then, in essence, fuel you by getting rid of those drainers? All right, so you have your treatment, you have those contraindications. Now you're gonna do the section of take with and frequency. And the few prompts I have for you here are, I will have fun by. So think about when you're building your sustainability kind of toolkit, if you will, as part of this prescription, you know, think back to those inquiries. What are the elements of fun you really wanna build into your days, your months, your year? What do you really want to make sure you're building in to have fun? That could just be, I don't know, going to a comedy show. Maybe it's you really enjoy doing improv, or maybe it's that you really have fun by, um, you know, going for walks with girlfriends, you know, whatever it might be. Just, you know, make sure you're adding in some elements of fun. And then think about, so you, we talked about drainers before, think about now, I'm going to add these energizers. 
When you think about, I get energized when, or I do my best work when, or I'm most in flow when, what are those elements that you can really bring in that are energizes for yourself? I think this is one area too, where I know I'm going to be working more on this. I continue to have this as an area of practice for myself. This idea of like, what, how do you get yourself into flow? And I think that this idea of adding energizers that can help get you into that flow state is an interesting thing to ponder. So I'll I'll leave you with that to kind of think about as you think about where you can add energizers to your days. And then importantly, again, as you think about creating this prescription for sustainability and building resilience, I will create these rituals for recovery. So how do you want to recover on a regular basis? And then to build on that, this is your refill. (laughs) So to build on those ideas of rituals for recovery, think about, I am also going to sustain myself by... So you might think about when you get refueled and when you recover, what are other things you really want to add into your prescription to help support yourself? You know, if you were to think about what would sustain me, you know, on a daily basis, every week, every month, every quarter, every year, like what do you need to build in to really sustain yourself? Like, are there some additional things that you'd want to put here in addition to rituals for recovery? You might think about, I am also, I'm going to build in these types of breaks. Those could be a part of your sustaining activities as well. And then the final part of this refill part of the prescription, I am going to allow myself to be bad at. So really capture those. I talked about those in the inquiry, but now really capture for this year. Like, where are you going to give yourself some really be intentional about this. I am going to allow myself to be bad at. Like this is one area for me. This is also where you can think about giving yourself grace around something. So for me, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I shouldn't say that, right? I am allowing myself to be bad at cleaning and um, cooking. I want to do better, but I am going to allow myself to not have to be a stellar cook during the week. I love to entertain and cook, you know, for others. But for me during the week, I'm going to give myself some grace around that. I'm going to allow myself to take it down a notch or cleaning my house. Um, I've never, for some reason, I don't like, I just like to clean my own house. (laughs) So, but I'm not always the best at it, Um, but I'm going to give myself grace around that. So where are areas for you where you're going to allow yourself to be bad at something or to give yourself grace around it? All right, then here's your extra strength to round out your prescription. And this is both an element of where you can put things in place yourself. These are things hopefully that you can set at the start and hopefully not have to kind of maintain on a regular basis, but you might have to come back to them and renegotiate them over time. But what I'd love for you to think about as part of this extra strength section is our structures and then support. So the first is the structures I'm going to put in place at work to support me are, and then I also want you to think about, because I said this is important as well, like the structures I'm going to put in place at home to support me are. So are there things you might need to negotiate at work or at home And that's what I mean kind of by structures. They might be set structures like 
establishing with your boss that you're going to be tuning out after four o'clock because you need to go pick up your kids from daycare, say, making that up. But it's like, and in, in putting in place some type of structure around that. It could be in a similar vein, I'm going to put a structure in place with my partner to have them drop my kids off in the morning um, and I'll actually start work earlier. And then I'm going to be the one who picks them up in the afternoon so that they can work later. And those are structures I'm going to negotiate both at work and at home to support making it all a little bit more sustainable. So that's what I, just a quick example in terms of what I mean by structures, but there could be things like even a structure at home might be, I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. I'm going to agree with my partner that we're going to subscribe to a meal kit because that's going to be actually something that having this meal kit that comes twice a week might help us actually make homemade meals a little bit easier during the week uh, for, for each of us. So again, making that up is one example, but a, a relevant example of structures you might be able to put in place to make it all a little bit more sustainable. You know, structures at work could be putting in place new delegation that you might want to establish with your team. Maybe your team has grown and there's an opportunity for you to step out of certain activities where you can actually encourage them to step up and give them more responsibility. So think about that as well in terms of structures in different ways that can make things a bit more sustainable for yourself. Then I think this is important also to think about in terms of building some support that can make it all feel a little bit more sustainable. In episode number 21 with Catherine Carruthers, who's also an executive coach, she had a really great point about talking to your partner and really others in your life where you might have to get buy-in to something that you might be doing in the coming, you know, whatever, like life decisions that you might be, you know, making and making sure that, you know, you have a shared life. So are you talking about these choices that can impact each other and making sure that you're working together to make it all more sustainable? And I think, so as part of your extra strength, I encourage you to, um, you know, the, the prompt here that I have is the people in my life I need to get buy-in from are. So are there people in your life that you need to get buy-in from in terms of how you're thinking about maybe your ambitions for the year and how you're building your sustainable? What are the sustaining activities? It could be, I need to get buy-in from my partner that I am going to go work out every day after work or three times a week after work. And that means that we are going to negotiate a structure to help make it, again, all more sustainable. So think about that. I think it's a helpful lens to look through this idea of the people in my life I need to get buy-in from are. So the final thing I want you to think about in this extra strength section that builds on the last is this idea of thinking about people in your life who you can enlist to support yourself to make it more sustainable. So this prompt is the people I will enlist to support me are. So again, we it's often that we can't do it all on our own. <laughs> there are, you know, we are, have people in our life and often people do want to help. And I'm not saying to exploit people, no, but there are people in our lives who want to support us and want to help us in our lives and help us achieve what we want to achieve. So 
Are there people in your life you want to enlist to support you? Again, both on your ambitions and also in making it all more sustainable. So those are the prompts for the prescription. I will capture that again, as I said, in the show notes for you to reference and we'll provide a link also to a Google doc for you to download and document your prescription if that's helpful. So I will add that as well into the show notes um, for you to reference. And you know, the final thing that I'll have you do here and ha- leave with you to think about is to make a commitment to yourself around this and really around making a commitment around both your striving or how you want to stretch yourself and your sustaining. How are you going to sustain yourself? And I love this quote from Abraham Lincoln, who said, commitment is what transforms a promise into a reality. So if we have this idea of really wanting to make our lives a little more sustainable, our life plus work a little bit more sustainable, you know, how do we make a commitment around this? And so I'll leave you with these three final prompts to think about, which is this year I am choosing. So if you put yourself into the choice, like I have a choice in the matter here. So I am choosing. And this year I will challenge myself to now, this challenging yourself, again, it could be on an ambition on the ambition side or it could be on the sustaining side. So think about it both ways. And then this year, I will make these requests. And I like that because, again, where do you need to set some boundaries for yourself? Where do you need to ask for some support or help? Where will you make some requests? So think about those as you think about what commitment you want to make to yourself this coming year around sustainable ambition. So that is the second step, guys, defining your life plus work resilience prescription. And my hope is that by putting your prescription into practice, you can start to take back control of your life plus work and start to run it versus life and work running you. And remember that it will take practicing, it will take prototyping and really learning over time. And remember that it may change depending on your needs in the moment. And, you know, that's partly why I'm giving you some different doors in, I'm giving you different prompts. Um, So hopefully this creates ideas for you to really play with and practice with to identify what will work best for you. All right. So what is next? Next week, we're going to pull out our calendars and take a look at what needs to be on our calendars to both support our stretching and striving and our sustaining ourselves. And you started to hear me allude to that earlier in some of the prompts where I was saying, you know, what do you need to put on your calendar? And I really love this idea and prompt. I think it was inspired by Michelle Obama, I believe, in one of the talks I listened to with her. I've referenced it before on the podcast, but this idea of like, what do you need to put on your calendar first? And if you're thinking both through a lens of what's important to you, your ambitions and your sustaining activities, like what really needs to go on your calendar first? So we will take out our calendars next week and I'll take you through some prompts. Again, if you'd like to learn more about the Workbooks Bless Planner and potentially purchase it, you can go to sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. And again, you don't necessarily need to have the planner to do this work if you'd like. Um, and also I, I mentioned in the last episode, I'm, I'm working to get it 
available. It's it will definitely be on pre-order. So apologies if it's a little delayed uh, in January, but we're making progress. And but you the the planner can definitely be used throughout the year. That's the intent. Um, so just know that. And if you'd like to enlist others to do this work together, I do think that can be really helpful to create some partnership and learning from people and from each other and really having some setting some intentions together and some accountability, having some accountability partners could be helpful, but, you know, different ways to do that. You could start by just sharing the podcast series, listening and perhaps listening together or listening separately, and then come together, have some chats together and just talk about, you know, well, what are are your ambitions for the year? What's your prescription? What works for you? Um, And then I'm also offering some planning guides to host uh, your own planning circle or workshop. So the planning circle being, you know, a little more personal focused and the workshop being more professionally focused. But you can also find those at the link that I mentioned, sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. And I will also put that link in the show notes so that you have it. So thanks for being with me for this second episode in the series. I hope you will get value out of starting to define your ambitions and your life plus plus work resilience prescription. I know my goal for the year, along with all of you, is to make it one that is more sustainable while remaining ambitious on my own terms. And as I noted last week, if you have any feedback, please reach out and share. I appreciate feedback and knowing what's working and what's not. You can send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. Also, you can send me an email there if you have a listener question you'd like me to address in upcoming weeks. So with that, until next week, be well, everyone. Here's to a bright 2022. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.